Welcome to Profit and Prosper, a podcast for entrepreneurs who are ready to make some money while doing what they love. On this podcast, we're going to pull back the curtain and talk about all things business and money, but I promise you this is not your typical boring numbers talk. I'm your host, Sarah Young, a CPA and CFO with over a decade of experience in finance, business, and leadership. I'm going to share everything I've learned from helping my clients grow more profitable businesses and keep more of what they earn while growing my own successful business along the way. You'll feel empowered and confident that you too can grow your wealth, live a rich life, and have an impact. Stick with me and you might even start to think that finance is fun. Let's dive in. There is a phrase that you have probably said to yourself many times, and I want you to be aware of when you're saying it to yourself and work on stop saying it, okay? That phrase is, I'm bad at numbers, or I'm not good at math. I don't understand all of this finance stuff. I want you to stop saying that to yourself. Real talk, okay? I hear a lot of women um, say that to me. I have a lot of women say that to me on sales calls and in Instagram DMs. A lot of times it's one of the first things that comes out of their mouth. Like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm bad at numbers. I don't understand any of this. I'm not expecting you to be a CPA. Nobody is, but we can't downplay ourselves that way because it is actually going to hold you back from being successful in your business. So in this episode, I want to talk about how, why you're saying this to yourself, what it does to you and how to change your mindset around this one particular area as when it relates to your finances and your money. This goes for women business owners, really anybody, anybody who's socialized as a woman. I feel we all are told from an early age that we're just not always as good at this stuff as other people. Okay. So let's work on changing that because There's no reason that this has to be true for you anymore starting today. Okay. So like I said, I have sales calls and a lot of women, the first thing they say is I am not good at numbers. I don't understand any of this finance stuff. I just don't even know where to start. And that's fair. You cannot understand it, but by labeling yourself as someone who is bad at this, you are going to give yourself a reason to not address the problem. And it's going to feel a lot harder to address it if you're saying, this is my identity. My identity is I'm not good at this stuff. Then it's not going to be as easy for you to address a problem. So let's start with our mindset. Stop downplaying yourself, right? Is this statement actually true? Is it a law of the universe that you are forever going to be bad at numbers? <laughs> I don't think it is, right? You've probably heard me if you listened to the last podcast episode, I was trying to do math in my head as I talked to my my camera or my microphone. And I'm very straightforward. Like I can't I'm not good at math in my head because I'm so used to having calculators and Excel spreadsheets. But I hear women saying, oh, well, I have to pull up my calculator to do math every time. I'm like, you know what? Me too. Like, it's okay. Just having to do that doesn't mean you're forever bad at numbers. Just because you don't have all of the knowledge that I have as someone who is an expert in this area doesn't mean you're bad at finance, okay? You are shortchanging yourself by having this identity that you've put on yourself. And it comes a lot of times from a place of fear and discomfort. And it is an excuse for you to avoid this area of your life and your business because you lack the confidence in this area. You probably also grew up 
having bad experiences in math class or you had people tell you this about yourself, again, anybody who socialized as a woman, I feel you are going to run into that at some point or another, okay? So acknowledge that, yes, you have these experiences that say, I have this evidence in my past that says I'm not good at at numbers, but just because it happened before doesn't mean it has to continue that way. You probably also have more fun doing the creative stuff, and you probably experience success when you do that. And so that means your brain will want you to do more of that stuff and avoid the stuff that it perceives as scary and uncomfortable, okay? Your brain is trying to take care of you. Your brain is trying to keep you safe, (laughs) but unfortunately, our brain is not always right. So when you tell yourself, I'm not good at numbers, what does that do? It gives you a reason to not address your financial problems. Why would I spend the time trying to figure it out if I'm never going to be able to figure it out anyways? You're never going to fix your money problems if you don't tackle them, okay? You work hard to make sales too. So if you're working so hard to serve your customers, then you end up not keeping any of it because you're not addressing your financial problems. I think this is something that we need to address, okay? It also causes you to not take ownership of your success. Success does not always mean financial success. There are other metrics of success in your business, but at the same time, having solid finances in your business, having a business that creates cash flow, not having to stress about your bank account balance is going to enable so many other things in your business. So if you tell yourself, I'm bad at numbers, then you're not going to take ownership of your success and you think your money problems will probably work themselves out on their own when you sell more. I have seen this with so many business owners, especially those who get to multiple six figures and they want to keep growing. It's hard to get to multiple six figures and still make money because you have to, at that point, start hiring a team. You have other investments in your business. And if you are not handling your money, then it's very easy for you to start losing it, okay? It's very easy for you to not create a profit in your business because of all these investments you're making in your business. And so a lot of business owners will think, well, I'm at this point when I get to seven figures in revenue, the cash flow problem is going to work itself out. It's probably not, okay? Because your financial habits are going to be the same whether you're at 100K or a million dollars in revenue. So your habits If they have you not managing your money and spending more than you bring in at 100K, the same thing is going to continue happening at a million dollars. It's like when you hear the people who they win the lottery and you think, oh, they've got it made. They've got all this money. They don't have to worry about it ever again. But if they don't have good money habits, then they don't keep the money. I actually had one of my first ever CFO clients. I've told this story, I think, before, um, but It's just a really great example of why I care so much about business owners doing this in their business. So this business owner had on paper a very successful large business, lots of employees, you know, really great product and everybody wanted to work with them. And still the business owner did not have a lot of profit in their business and did not have a lot of savings set aside, doesn't have, didn't have a retirement account set aside, had not put built themselves up a nest egg despite having a business that did multiple millions in revenue every year. Okay? You have to set all of this stuff up with intention to have financial success, okay? 
you got to take ownership of it. No one's going to do it for you. Even if you hire me to be your one-on-one CFO, I still have my clients. You have to take ownership of your money, okay? Because ultimately it's yours. It's not mine, it's yours. Telling yourself you're not good at numbers also makes you less confident. It makes you less bold. You're less likely to take risks in your business because you either don't fully understand how the numbers are going to work or you are afraid of, well, if I take this risk and it doesn't pan out, I'm screwed. Or on the flip side, you take the risk anyway. And if they don't pan out, you don't understand why, because you haven't taken the time to really dive deep into the numbers. Okay. I take risks in my business. I just made a huge investment in my business and a business coach. And I know what I do, like when I have my forecast for the next six months, if I don't make the new sales to cover this investment I made, I've got a plan B. This makes me more confident in my business. This makes me take bigger risks. This makes me bolder because I have a plan because I take ownership of it. And the last thing is, if you think that you are not good at money, then you also probably have a fear of success, which sounds crazy because a lot of us as business owners, we're like, oh, we, we want to do all these things. We want to grow. We want to do X, Y, Z at our business. We want to be successful. But also deep down, if you're doubting yourself, if you're questioning your ability to manage your money at the next level, you probably also have a fear of success. How will I handle my money when I have multiple millions in the bank? Will I lose it all? Um, what's going to happen? Am I going to end up paying it all in taxes? Who the hell knows, Right. Why bother making all this extra money? Why bother being successful if I'm not going to handle it anyways? So let's not let this fear of success hold you back from your success. So if you imagine, picture in your mind, someone who you picture to be a wealthy, successful CEO of a business, you probably follow somebody on Instagram Everybody's always proclaiming all of their successes and look at this big launch, but the people who sometimes are the ones who are the loudest about these things are the ones who are the most insecure about their numbers. So I'm picturing actually um, in my head, somebody who is not in your face about look at me, look at me, but you can still tell like this person exudes that, that confidence and boldness and abundance in their life, right? So I'm picturing one. and you know that this person knows their numbers. You know that if there's something they don't understand, they're going to figure it out, right? That there's no reason this cannot be you, okay? So I'm not asking you to become a CPA. I'm not asking you to learn the tax code or become a bookkeeper. I just want you to take responsibility for not being bad at numbers anymore. We've got to figure out what are the skills that you need as a business owner to understand your money. And you don't hear me a lot of times on here and on my Instagram or on the podcast talking about specific tax codes or how to do your bookkeeping, because honestly, the people that I work with, they don't want to know that. They want to outsource that to a bookkeeper and a tax accountant, right? But still, that successful, savvy CEO knows how to manage her money. And so that's what we need to work on. So I have a few tips to help you get better at your finances um, and a few tips to help you stop thinking I'm bad at numbers. Number one is your mindset. So if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, yes, I do think this about myself all the time, we've got to take steps to 
replace that thought in your head with something else. So thinking about your mindset is picturing what it would look like for you to embody this person. What would your identity be? One of my favorite books is Atomic Habits. I've read it a few times now. It applies to personal life, to business life. But one of the things he talks about is thinking about what would this person do? What are the things that they're going to be doing and thinking on a daily basis? What are their habits going to be? And how can we embody that? And so how do we take on this identity of being this person, even if we haven't fully developed all these habits yet? And so you've got to figure out when you picture this successful CEO of a business, what are the things that they're thinking about themselves? What are the thoughts that they have? If you want to replace a feeling of fear and anxiety around money, then what thought do you need to put in your head to feel confident, right? So instead of saying, I'm bad at numbers, which makes you feel anxious when you think about looking at your money, maybe we replace that thought with something like, I can learn anything. I have the skill set. I can I can get support. I can learn anything, right? Just like something like it is possible for me to be good at money. It is possible for me to create these habits, right? So think about what thought would you want to think in your head to create a fe- a feeling of confidence when it comes to thinking about your finances. And you've got to practice that. So every time you in your head, every time you have this thought come up of, "Uh, I'm not good at money. I don't like this. I don't want to do this. What do we, we have to intentionally replace it with whatever that thought is that will make you feel more confident. The next part too, is I want you to celebrate your wins. And so I think a lot of times we hear like, oh, we need to journal gratitude, et cetera, et cetera. For me, it's less about practicing gratitude, although that's important and more just taking a minute to celebrate what you have done. I know I tend to um, not celebrate myself. I tend to focus on what I could do better. I tend to accomplish a goal and then immediately move on to the next one. But by celebrating your wins in business and related to money, whatever that may be, as small as it may be, you are telling your brain, you're giving yourself evidence that you can do it, which is going to help you change your mindset around money. So step back and think for the last quarter, for the last month, What is something that I have accomplished related to my finances? Maybe it was I confidently pitched a higher price to a new client. Maybe it was I set money aside for taxes or I put money in my savings account. I paid myself a little bit more this week. Whatever it may be, find a win and celebrate that. You're going to give your brain evidence that you can do this. And also focusing on the good stuff is going to bring more good stuff to you. I totally believe this manifesting. I'm not a manifestation coach. I'm, you know, not the, I don't, I'm not a pro at all of this, but I have seen enough evidence in my business that when I focus on positivity and abundance in my business, I'm, I magnetize things to me. And so I know there's something to it. And I think that you, by you celebrating your victories in your business and focusing on those, you will magnetize more of that to you. The next part is we've got to work on financial habits. So if you go back and listen to episode four, I listed out several financial habits that you need in your business so that as you grow, you have solid money habits in place and you will better manage your money as you grow. So 
So go back and listen to that episode, but pick out one of the habits to start with and say, this is something I could do better and I'm going to focus on this for the next 30 days. So as a reminder, if you've already listened to that episode, some of those habits were legitimize your business, stop acting like it's a hobby, set an intentional revenue goal instead of focusing on vanity metrics, track your money, okay, know what your numbers are, spend less money than you bring in, use debt responsibly, and intentionally set money aside to save and invest and increase your net worth. Pick one of those, like I said, work on that over the next 30 days. Whatever you do, take baby steps, all right? I'm going to go through what I would do with all of my clients step-by-step, start-to-finish, because these habits are these things that we work on tend to build on themselves, and I want you to start where you are and say, okay, for the next 30 days, I'm going to work on this step. So baby steps. Number one is the habit of knowing your numbers. So you need to know, like you need to track your money. And I'm not saying track it obsessively because I don't think that is going to serve you, but at least know these are my sales. This is what I spend money on. This is how much I make. This is how much I pay myself, right? Track your money so that you know where it's coming from. And again, you can celebrate the wins. And by focusing on where is it going, you can better identify um where you need to be spending it, what's working in your business, what's not. Knowing your numbers is the foundation. If managing your own bookkeeping is something that is going to roadblock you from doing the rest of the tips I'm about to talk about, the baby steps I'm going to talk about, then you need to outsource to a bookkeeper. This is something that I think a lot of people resist doing. Um, I know sometimes it can be hard to find a bookkeeper that you enjoy working with who does a really good job. Um, but they definitely exist. There are some amazing ones out there. And if knowing your numbers is something that you are unable to do on your own and you really just can't do it, outsource it. This is my goal for all of my clients is I want you to feel like you make enough money to afford to outsource to a bookkeeper so that you can spend your time elsewhere. So always know your numbers. That's baby step one. Number two is manage your money. Go back and listen to episode six, where I talked about how to implement a money management system using bank accounts so that you can manage your money without worrying about a budget. But once you know your numbers and you know where your money comes from and where it's going, it is time to take the next step and think about how do I manage it and be a little bit more intentional about handling where it's going. Number three, make a plan, okay? Go listen to episode three. I talked about how to plan out um, a business that is going to support your life and your goals. So have a plan and it doesn't have to be some really fancy detailed financial forecast, but at least know these are the things that I want to spend on. These are the areas of my business where I need to get support. These are the investments I want to make. And in order to do that, this is what I need to sell. This is how much money I need to have coming in to support that new team member or to pay for the business coach, right? Have that in your mind so that you can intentionally work toward that throughout the year. Once you have a plan, once you're managing your money, let's focus on increasing cash flow. So I've talked about this in a few episodes. Go look at episode five and episode nine. And we talk about how can you make your business more profitable? What are things you can do to increase your cash flow? So you can increase your income or you can cut back your on your expenses or do some combination of the two to make yourselves more profitable. 
once you are generating cash flow in your business, baby step, set aside some reserves, right? Set aside a business savings account. Handle your taxes. I talked about this in episode seven and episode 12. So go check those out. But make sure with that cash flow, you are intentionally putting money aside to build up your bank reserves so that it will help you feel more confident. Go take bigger risks in your business, knowing you've got a cushion to fall back on. And then lastly, once you have these habits down, build your wealth. Take the cash flow from your business, invest it into retirement accounts. Um, I have clients who want to buy real estate. My husband and I personally are looking at buying businesses. Use the cash flow that you generate from your business to invest in other things that exponentially increase your wealth. I'm listing all these out in this order to remind you, you cannot do all of these in the next 30 days. It's not possible for anyone. So start at the top of the list and work your way down. If you're not tracking your numbers on a regular basis, work on that for the next 30 days. Go figure out, go work with a bookkeeper or whoever you need to, to get that straightened out. Once you're doing that, move on to the next step. Okay. Just take baby steps because I find that for business owners who go all in and they try to do all the things all at once, you're more likely to crash and burn. (laughs) Okay. The last thing I want to say is get support where you need it. I'm again, I'm not asking you to become a CPA or a bookkeeper, but you need to be willing to ask for help where you need it. And if you have somebody who helps you, but they're not helping you in the way you want, if they actually have a new client who said her last tax accountant was shaming her for not knowing these things in her business, if somebody makes you feel that way, go find a new one, go get better support. (laughs) There are other people out there who will support you, who will not shame you in your business. Okay. So get support where needed just to help you move along because yes, it might cost you money to get support, but is going to push you forward and it's going to make it easier for you to manage your money and get better at finances. All right. So I'm going to wrap up this episode by reminding you, it is not a universal law that you are bad at numbers. You can learn anything you want. It is possible for you to manage your money. It is possible for you to be good at handling your finances, you just have to decide that you are going to become that person, take on that identity for yourself, and work on changing your mindset, improving your financial habits, taking little steps forward or every week, every month, so that eventually, over time, you become, you embody that successful, wealthy CEO that I told you to picture earlier in this episode. All right. So I hope you go and implement those baby steps. Go check out the episodes I referenced if you want a deeper dive into any of them. And I will see you all next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Now, I want you to go take some action. What's one thing you can do this week to create more profit in your business? Send me a DM on Instagram at youngcocfo and share your action item with me. If you have a question or topic you'd like me to dive into, or if you're feeling empowered about taking charge of your finances, let's continue the conversation. Go to profitandprosper.co to submit a question or topic for me to talk about on the show. And because we all profit and prosper better with friends, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, 
Subscribe wherever you listen and share the episode. Make sure you tag me at YoungCoCFO on Instagram so I can give you some love and I'll see you in the next episode.